I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. United Nations monitors in Syria reached the village of Kubir today. That's the site of the latest reported massacre of civilians. Syrian opposition activists say some 80 people were killed, many of them women and children. The BBC's Paul Danaher is traveling with the UN team. Uh, So UN monitors were stopped, Paul, from entering Kubir yesterday. They were even fired upon. What happened today? Today they got to the village and they saw some appalling things. It was a small hamlet on the top of a hill in a very rural area. There were two houses, both single-story, both made of freeze block, and both holding appalling terrors. In the first one I came to, the inside of the house had been gutted by fire, but the stench of burnt flesh was still hanging in the air. In the second house, it was even worse. A large pool of blood. There were pieces of flesh in amongst the discarded possessions. What we didn't find were bodies of people. They'd all been taken away. What we did find were the bodies of livestock. It seemed the people that went into this village killed everything that moved. Now, the government maintains it wasn't their forces who killed the residents of Kuber, but rather terrorists, and that's been kind of the standard line throughout much of this conflict. Uh, Help us understand what international monitors are hoping to determine by investigating these alleged massacres. I mean, there have been four in the past two weeks. Yeah, and to be honest, investigation is a bit of a loose term in the sense of what they're able to do, because frankly, all they can do is, is what we do. They can go to these places, they can document what they see, they can talk to local villagers, and they can write a report, but they don't have a forensic team to carry out an investigation, they don't have a police team to carry out an investigation. To be fair to the UN, they are doing a very difficult and dangerous task, unarmed, in areas where they're not wanted. So the best they can do is basically tell the outside world what they've found and leave the outside world and the United Nations Security Council to draw their conclusions and take their action. Is there any sort of follow-up to these kind of monitoring missions? I mean, do they now talk to Assad? Do they brief him? Yes, they left some people behind when we left uh, to carry on their investigation. They will take their initial conclusions to the authorities. They will ask them to explain what they were doing, what they will be asking them to explain is why there were clearly military tracks on the tarmac outside this village. These were, the UN told me, from either armoured personnel carriers or some tanks. So the army were there, and the army are now going to have to explain why they were there and where the bodies are of the people that were butchered. And what about the people uh, or survivors in Kubir? I mean, once the UN monitors leave, what about their safety? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? The the question is, how honest can you be when you know that the UN team are going to leave? To be fair, the people that spoke to us were very honest. They said that it was villagers from a nearby Alawite community, basically a militia group who came in and killed these people, and that they had the protection of the army outside. Now, we can't verify that. The army said that's not true. The army say they went in there after the terrorists killed some people, and they then killed the terrorists themselves. But the mere fact that the UN couldn't get in for 24 hours, the fact that there are no bodies there to examine and that there are army tracks on the side of the road leads to questioning to the, to the Syrian regime. They have to answer where the bodies have gone, why the army were there and what they did. The BBC's Paul Danaher speaking with us after visiting the village of Kubir, the scene of the latest massacre reported in Syria.